Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode 51, dedicated to a man that killed a bird with one single pitch, Mr. Randy Johnson. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we talk all things college football with Mr. Darnell Salins of the Playmakers Blog Podcast. He joined me to talk college football. I said college football playoffs and my final games are coming up on Saturday. Why not bring someone on to uh, talk college football before the big matchups this weekend? He hosts He's a co-host of the podcast. Him and his co-host Dallas do a really good job. Um, They actually did what he mentioned was a group of five champion. They crowned a group of five champion. He lets you know who that is during our conversation. Starting on Thursday, we're going to start a best of series for 2019. On Thursday's edition, we're going to have best of segments that I have done, me personally. On Monday's edition, Monday, Monday, not January, Monday, December 30th, best of interview edition. So be be tuned in for that. Um, I wanted to go out with a special way, my first, not even full year podcasting yet, but I said, why not have some fun? Why not? I know it's Christmas time. People are busy. I'm busy. Um, Let's just remember things that happened in this year um, that I have mentioned, then also things that other people have mentioned as well to close out the year 2019. Without further ado, I can keep talking, but we got to get to Darnell. Let's go and take a trip to the Sunshine State to enjoy my conversation with Mr. Darnell Salins of the Playmakers Blog Podcast. Hey, Darnell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem, man, no problem. The committee, this is the new system started, I think, in 2014, where the committee, um, we have a committee deciding who's going to be in the playoff system before it was a BCS. What are your thoughts on how the committee has done so far or how they did this season? And then also, do you think they got the, four, the top four teams correct? Um, you know, I did this, you know, on my own podcast. And, you know, I agree with everybody else when I post this question that, yeah, they, they got it right because, you know, you got three unbeaten teams with LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, so obviously. And then the fourth seed, you have to figure out how this is going to work. So since Georgia lost to LSU and then, you basically had the bit to a championship being between Baylor and Oklahoma, knowing the fact that uh, Oregon beat down Utah. So yeah, they they got it right. It was it was an easy selection for the committee this year. This year, yeah, I thought so too. I thought so. I know a lot of people were, uh, kind of, some people were going saying you you could get like one, two, and three. You could interchange those. Ohio State playing the way they played. LSU played the way they played. Clemson being in the ACC kind of got knocked a little bit. I recently saw someone on Twitter said. That Clemson is playing, is playing like the number one team, but yet they're number three. Do you think they could have moved around uh, the first, second, and third teams and still had it been justifiable in your eyes? No, because um, with the, how the committee views things, they also be a conference. What conference and Clemson's in? The ACC. The only team that you really care about in that conference is Clemson, the defending champs. You look at Ohio State, Ohio State played Michigan, beat Michigan. They played Penn State beat Penn State, those two ranked teams right there. They beat Wisconsin twice, ranked both times. Yeah, so Ohio State has the resume. They have the opponents. LSU, nobody's seen this coming from LSU, especially on the offensive end, what they did to, what they did to my Florida Gators in primetime action, what they did in Alabama, what they did to Auburn, and what they did to Georgia in the SEC championship game. So clearly one and two was either Ohio State or Clemson, I mean, uh, LSU. Clemson. They they are in the, they are in probably one of the worst conferences in the Power Five. 
Easily. Easily. You could easily say that. With the matchups, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Clemson, which matchup are you looking forward to the most, and why is that? Ohio State, Clemson, because we're going to see. Because Clemson is still the defending champs. Let's not forget that. They are defending their crown. So don't think they're not going to come in and do something. Matter of fact, the last time these two teams faced off was in 2014, I believe, in the Orange Bowl, and they smashed the brakes off Ohio State. Sammy Watkins went crazy over these guys. And you talking about they still got Ross State. They still got time to receive with Trevor Lawrence. He's, he's, he's getting his groove back now. So Justin Fields, Chase Young, they, they got to be – these boys, they better be ready because Clemson is sending – Clemson's coming. You know Dabble is saying they still don't respect y'all. Y'all are the defending champs and y'all the third seed. They still don't respect y'all. And then, and then they put you, what they're going to say is, they put you in the, in the de facto national championship game against Ohio State. So yeah. make a statement. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Dabble Sweeney, I think on, on my podcast, I made a comment saying he is kind of taking on that Nick Saban role about talking about the media, how they're being portrayed, things like that. And Dabble has a point. People have not given Clemson respect all year long. Clemson, yeah, they started off a little rough. They had they had new players. They lost um, uh, some of their key players on the D on the defense. So you be, you think the first four or five games they're going to be kind of your uh, feeler games, fill out games, try to try to get your feet wet, try to figure out what this team is going to be or how they're going to get down the road when the ACC get in the playoffs, things of that nature. And I think once. Clemson turned the corner, and they finally had the game against North Carolina, which many people say, oh, that's a knock on their schedule. That's kind of where they flipped the switch, and they just started saying, hey, we're better than everybody else. Our conference is not good, and we're going to just go ahead and beat everyone down. And that's what they have done um, all season since that North Carolina game. Um, do you think that was a turning point in their season um, when they finally said, hey, let's, let's just play football. Let's have fun. Honestly, I don't, they didn't have, I don't think they had a turning point. They, just, they, just, they were just being them. They were just being them because they 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 are the most talented team in that conference. So like no matter no matter how they play, you 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 expect the beatdowns coming. When you look at their schedule, you ain't see none of them games being close. You see nothing but beatdowns coming, and and they provided those for that North Carolina game. Yeah, I remember when ESPN or maybe it was ABC they put Clemson at North Carolina State in prime time, and in my head I was thinking, why in the world are you putting this game in prime time when you want your best ratings? You know Clemson is going to beat them down. But I remember, I think it was last year, year before, sometimes they put those big marquee teams on so they can get some primetime spotlight instead of getting a primetime matchup. I remember it was Ohio State a couple years ago. I'm an Ohio State fan, and a couple years ago, um, Ohio State played Nebraska, and they played, I think, it was Maryland or Rutgers in primetime. I'm like, what are you guys doing? But Clemson, Clemson had that stage to show the world that they are – a really good team, an elite team this year. And no matter what people are saying, no matter what people say about how they started the season, they're playing like one of the best teams. And I do believe that that Ohio State-Clemson matchup will be kind of the de facto uh, national championship. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, last year, Ohio State was in prime time when they went to Purdue. Mm-hmm. I think we all know what happened. Purdue caught yeah. them slipping. And sure that's is. why Ohio State didn't get in in the playoffs. Clemson was on prime time, and they just handled business as usual. They sure did. I live in Indiana, and I have buddies that went to that Purdue-Ohio State game. I didn't know they were even there because just people I went to school with and people I see periodically, 
Well, I look up on Facebook and I'm seeing all these pictures. Everyone's ranting. Picture on Facebook, on Instagram, talking about, oh man, Purdue beat Ohio State. Purdue beat Ohio State. I'm like, what? I'm like, what happened? Like, I watched the game. I turned it off, but I didn't even see the final score. So I turned the game off. Early. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to watch this beatdown anymore. I don't want to. So last year you had that, and then this year, like you said, Clemson took care of business in primetime, even though it was a opponent that didn't have the same about the same caliber of players that Clemson had. Clemson said, hey, we're better than them. We're going to show up, and then we're going to show the entire country that we are one of the best teams in the country, contrary to Ohio State last year. Clemson, I mean, man, we can go on and on about this, but I, this Clemson team is it's kind of scary. Hey, I- you got a championship team with a chip on their shoulder. There's nothing more dangerous in sports. No, not at all. Not at all. How do you expect the Oklahoma defense to play against the LSU offense led by Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner? Not much. It's going to have to be Jalen Hurts on the offense to keep up with LSU, which is like the most, the most ironic thing that anybody can say because when you say LSU, you don't think of offense. Yeah. I mean, we, we think of any team from the SEC, you don't think of offense. So the fact that, that I have to make that statement, it tells you how, gr- how great this offense is. And it's not just Joe Burrow. It's the running back. It's the receivers. Jefferson. These, these guys, they have playmakers. Can, can the playmakers of Oklahoma keep up with it? Because they got playmakers too. C.D. C. Lamb might be the first receiver taken in the drug. He, he is a bad boy. Jalen Hurts, he knows about LSU. He's played against LSU, so he knows what's to come. But can they keep? But can he get this team to keep up with LSU? That's the question. This playoff has one of the oddest, I say, groups of quarterbacks, or probably the unlikely. I don't think anybody before the season thought that we would have this group of quarterbacks together at one time. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Jalen Hurts won a national championship. He's been there. He's done that. He's been proven. We know what he is. Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner, had a very unique, one-of-a-kind season this season. Justin Fields, 40 touchdowns, one interception, 50 touchdowns um, that he's been responsible for. Um, really, no one expected this thing, a transfer from Georgia to Ohio State. And then Trevor Lawrence, Colin Sunshine, remember the, remember the Titans, he hasn't lost a college football game. Which, about, which among these four do you think will outshine them all, um, not, not, not just in the semifinal round this weekend, but also in the national championship? Uh... I can't say outshine. I would say I would say this: the one quarterback who probably needs who needs this championship the most will probably will, will probably be Joe Burrow because Heisman Trophy winners in the playoff era have not done well. I think the only one who has done well is Derrick Henry. I think when he won it, they went on to win the national championship, or it might be the year or it might be the year after they they lost to Clemson, but they made the national championship. But other than that. When you win the Heisman, you haven't done well in your bowl game. And Joe Burrow, being, him being a transfer, and uh, I, think, I think he's a senior, if I'm not mistaken, he can, he can solidify him being the number one overall pick based on how he performs in these, in these playoffs and possibly the national championship. I, I, like, I like all of them. Um, they all, I mean, no, no quarterback's perfect. They all have somewhat of their flaws, even though they're, being, they're very, very mi- minor and you're looking under a microscope to see what their flaws are and things like that. But I think all of them bring something different to the table. Some have experience. Some have the ability to rise to the occasion. Some have the ability to make mistakes, but then 
erase those mistakes or over uh, or make plays that are going to kind of cover up the mistakes that they that they've made. Um, I'm I'm looking for this may I, I'm looking for Trevor Lawrence even on my Ohio State guy. I'm looking for Trevor Lawrence to in this game show the world that he is still that guy people said he was after the national championship game last year. I remember after that game. I was at work, and one of the guys at work came to me and said, Jay, did you watch that game? I said, yeah, I watched it. Like, nonchalantly, it's in the morning. I was, I was hyped from the game, but I was still, like, waking up from being so early. And he was like, man, that dude Trevor Lawrence, he could be a number one pick right now. I'm like, he's a freshman. And this season, last year was a freshman. This season, a sophomore year, no one really was talking about him all year. They were like, oh, they kind of didn't lift his name up as much because of the early season play that he had and um, – the the way that the ACC the uh, opponents were, I'm thinking you can't not Trevor Lawrence. The guy just a, just a few minutes, basically just a few minutes ago, you guys are praising him and saying he's going to be a number one pick, he's going to be a NFL player, NFL star. Then all of a sudden, just the next season, people aren't really saying much about it. Even now, I mean, he wasn't in New York, he wasn't there at the Heisman ceremony. You're not. I mean, his the seasons that the guy the quarterbacks that were there in New York. They had a better season than he did this year. But I'm looking for him, man. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for Trevor Lawrence to just remind everybody that he is still that dude. Oh, and if he if he, if he destroys Ohio State, he'll, he'll, he'll remind everybody because the most complete team out of the four is Ohio State. So as complete team, it will be Ohio State. So you got, you got, you got another Heisman finalist, and Chase Young going to be coming out to Trevor Lawrence. So we're going to see how that matchup goes. Man, that matchup alone, now don't get me wrong, the, the LSU-Oklahoma matchup, there's a lot that's there, a lot of um, star power, a lot of players that will be, will be playing in the NFL and the upcoming draft, things like that. But that matchup, Ohio State-Clemson, not just because the last time they played, Clemson rocked them, not just because Ohio State and, and to, it, well, Clemson's been dis- disrespected, some are saying Ohio State's been disrespected, but these players are very, very hungry to prove that they belong. And I think that game right there, man, it's just going to be a, uh, a dogfight the entire time. J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, people are saying J.K. Dobbins is not better than Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne is the best running back in college football, but the numbers don't show it. You know, people that like the stat guys, they say all this stuff. But I think that game alone is going to be that game where people are like, ooh, ah, one of those games where we remember this game 10, 20 years from now. I'm not a guy that's like looking, I don't like to make bold statements like that before the game happens, but this has all of the, um, the, it has the recipe to be one of the, one of the great games we talk about for years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I would say within this short amount of time of the playoff, this is, this one by far is the most intriguing playoff we have seen for college football. Do you think that the committee will expand to six or eight teams down the road, based off how the how the the first few years of the the playoff the playoff era have been, or do you think they'll stick with four? No, based off this year, this year gave the committee what they wanted, a easy vote showing why we gonna stick with four teams. You had eight teams had a shot, four of them lost in the conference championship, and four survived. There you go. That's an interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. But I know a lot of people that I that I talk to about about sports and college football specifically, they all say, "Oh, well, you should get um, four conference champions plus some." See, but no, but no the, one really the, puts the emphasis on the conference championship like you did. The the thing is, last year was the opportunity for it. 
with if if UCF would have had beaten LSU in a Fiesta Bowl, then this conversation would have ramped up. But by the fact that you've seen how the season played this year, okay, we have eight teams in here. We got two Pac-12 we got a Pac-12 team involved. We got the one other Big 12 team. We got we still got the SEC championship game, and that's an upset that happens. If Wisconsin does the unthinkable takes down LSU, I mean it takes down Ohio State, you have chaos. It wasn't no chaos. Oregon beat down Utah, took them out. Wisconsin, they 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 started off good in the second half, but at two hasn't but at two halves in the game, they didn't show up in the second half. Ohio State wins. Wisconsin's out. Ohio State's in. Clemson did what they supposed to do to Virginia. Clemson's in. LSU took down Georgia. LSU's in. LSU's going to be in anyway, but they just eliminated Georgia. So now you got the bid to a championship. Who's going to win? Does Baylor beat Oklahoma and beat every team on their schedule, or does Oklahoma beat Baylor twice, which they did? There you go. Yeah. I, I, what would you say? Let's say Notre Dame had an undefeated season. I'm just playing hypotheticals now because – Notre Dame is one of those teams that's, that's independent. They're not in a conference, but they still play a, um, a Power 5 style of schedule every single year. What would you say? Let's say Notre Dame was undefeated. and Or no, excuse me. Let's change that. Let's say Notre Dame had one loss. Oklahoma won their conference and had one loss. How would you put Notre Dame into the mix if their one loss was only to Georgia? Mm, you still got to put Oklahoma in there. You still got to put Oklahoma in there because if you, when you look at these teams, when you look at, and when you look at them, you look at their resume, you look how they play, and you see the eye test. Everybody, Oklahoma's the better team. With this playoff era, that people were, were not just people. There's so much. There's more. There's so much emphasis on the conference championship, way more than it used to. I think there may be a huge push for Notre Dame to join a conference. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I, I think that their schedule will stay, will speak for itself. Um, with the team that they play. I don't like that they're playing a, a, a wannabe ACC schedule where they're playing five of those teams because the, it's kind of, to me, dumbing down and watering down their schedule. One before, they had way tougher, way tougher opponents scheduled every single year. And then when they kind of said, oh, we want to be a part of the ACC, ACC, but we don't, so we're going to play five of you guys instead of a regular ACC schedule. I think it kind of dumbed down the schedule, but I think there may be a push for Notre Dame down the road to join a conference simply because conference championships, there are there is more weight on them than than there used to be. See, now what you're forgetting is remember when they was undefeated in the BCS era, mm-hmm. and everybody knew they shouldn't have been in a championship game, but they was the only unbeaten team. Mm-hmm. They ran into Alabama, and what happened? Got beat down bad. That's when, and I'm pretty sure that people in Notre Dame, that's when they knew. Yeah, we can't we can't have a schedule like this again because we just got <laughs> we just got blasted on national television in the biggest game ever. So now yeah. they're going they trying they trying to they trying to schedule tougher games now. But you mean when you when you when you when you locked in with the ACC, how many tough games are there unless you're playing Clemson? Right. And I don't think they play Clemson yet. So they they did not play Clemson this year. That would have been their own their only well. Should have been their only tough um, ACC opponent they played this year. They, they, I'm pretty sure the Virginia Tech game was close. I think there was another uh, ACC opponent they had this year that was close. But no, that would have been that would have been a game that I think everyone would have wanted to see because Notre Dame, the school, what that school represents football wise for so many football fans. Um, and then also you have Clemson, kind of just like they've been they've been the 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 best team the past couple of years. You would want to see. If Notre Dame could hold up against one of a, a top two, three team in the country this year, 
Um, couple things. Couple things before we get to the rapid fire style questions, real quick. Um, who do you have winning the playoff games? The Peach Bowl, LSU, Oklahoma, then Ohio State and Clemson, and then who do you have winning the national championship? Right now, as we speak, I'm I'm on LSU. I'm on LSU versus Clemson. I'm looking for all Tigers national championship, and uh, right now I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards LSU. Things can change now because we still got a couple of weeks though. But um, but we a week for the playoffs and we still got a couple of a couple of weeks for that championship. But right now I'm 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 leaning towards LSU. Okay, I was I was curious about that because I know a lot of people um, they're saying LSU, Ohio State, not because Clemson is not good. They just think that the way that Ohio State has played all year and how they dominated their opponents all year, except for. I mean, they, they, did, they had some hiccups uh, a couple times throughout the season, but people are saying that um, they think that even though Clemson is a really good team, Clemson will be, uh, will be good, but not good enough to beat Ohio State. Interesting, though. I, kinda, I, kinda, I, can, I, can, I can see any game going either way. I can see Oklahoma beating LSU, which would be, a, it would be a, a, the, the best game of Oklahoma's life, but I can see it happening. And I can see... Clemson or Ohio State beating each other, and then the national championship could be the same way. This could be one of those where it's like a toss-up, no matter um, what team's playing. I uh, got a few questions real quick. Uh, just give me the first. Now, these are not all going to be college football questions. Um, some are going to be uh, basketball. Some may be football. Just Some just may be just you in general. Um, but give me – I got nine questions where I want you to give me the, your, the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, then we'll be getting into this thing here shortly. Number one, what do you enjoy most about podcasting? Uh, honestly, just, just talking about sports, you know, sports is a thing that I love most. You know, uh, growing up, they used to call me Mr. Sports Center because I pretty much can tell all the stats. Even people, even family would call me, like, what's this and what's that? And uh, seeing that um, podcast was an avenue, you know, podcasting and see if I can do some sports podcasting. And uh, it pretty much just me and doing, doing what I love, basically. What's your favorite sports movie? Oof, sports movie. I'm going Coach Carter. Okay, I can get down with that. That's a one of a kind of movie that's not talked about uh, as much as it was as it used to be. Favorite NBA player? Uh, you know, I'm not gonna pick Jordan because that's you because I'm I, you know I kind of grew up in Jordan there, but I ain't gonna pick because that's like a favorite. So I'm gonna go Tracy McGrady. Best sports memory? Best sports memory. Uh, my when Florida won the championship in football. And then a couple of months later, came back and did it in basketball. <laughs> Man, I had a buddy, and he went to him and his brother went to University of Florida, and he was just talking so much trash that entire time from the football to the basketball. I'm like, man, I'm like, Mark, shut your mouth, man. But he just kept running his mouth, running his. I would talk trash to him, so there was his tank. It was his chance to talk trash back to me. What was the scene? Are you fr- are you from Florida? Yeah, I am from Jacksonville, Florida. What was the scene down there during that time period? Uh, it was kind of weird, much of the because when you're in Jacksonville, like, you got Bulldog fans, you got Florida fans, you got Nose fans, there, Hurricane fans. Man, when you come to Jacksonville, it's, it's, it's almost like wherever when it comes to college football. This town just loves college football. Kobe or LeBron? What are we talking, uh, what do you mean by Kobe or LeBron? Who would you who would you say is a better overall better basketball player, Kobe or LeBron? Better overall basketball player, LeBron James. 
If you had to rank them, say one through ten, would you put Kobe ahead of LeBron or LeBron ahead of Kobe? Uh, I will. I'm picking Kobe because Kobe had that mentality of an assassin. He knew when it's time to. He knew when it's time to end it, and he was going. He was going to end it. He did. He did it numerous times. Most surprising thing so far in this current NBA season. Okay, the Miami Heat. Can't forget about them. Who is your NFL MVP right now? Right now is Lamar Jackson. That guy. Been, that guy's on the tear. I've been leaning towards Drew Brees, but it's going to be hard. I, there's so many players right now. There's probably a handful. Even like they they can win it, and that's justifiable. Yeah. But if the, when you see what Lamar Jackson this Ravens team is doing, it's like yo, like you. How do you stop this? Very true. Well, I got two more. Oh, they're both football. Super, who's your Super Bowl matchup, and who, and who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year? My Super Bowl matchup gone. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> my Super Bowl matchup done. So <laughs> my, my Rams my got eliminated last night. So They did. They did. It's disappointing for us. But if I was to make a new one, I'm looking, I'm looking at possibly Seattle and Baltimore. Who do you have winning it? Yeah, those two get together. I'm, I'm picking Baltimore. Hard to go against them. Hard to go against them. Just take a few minutes right now. Darnell, go ahead and uh, promote your podcast, when it got started. Tell, tell a little bit about it, where they could find you, where people could find your podcast on social media, what platforms they can listen to it on, things like that. So um, the podcast is called the Playmakers Blog. That's with a Z, not an S. Blog podcast. And uh, me... As the host, my co-host Alex Glenn, we started this and uh, going on back in uh, actually last season, actually <laughs> last last football season, and uh, we talk about football, basketball, wrestling. We 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 get into it and uh, we do pitch and stuff like that. If you if you haven't heard this season, we did a group of five top five lists. We picked our own national champions, our own national champion, which is the Memphis Tigers, and. Uh, we 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 know we keep it real. We keep it authentic. We have fun. We we actually go at each other when it's necessary. We'll take jabs at each other. We'll troll one another or troll other people and stuff like that. Uh, Dallas has this thing when when it comes to college football, what coaches need to go based on what's going on. You can catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, pretty much iHeartRadio. Pretty much any almost any platform that you can think of. Cause we just got added on a Overcast, not too long ago, we are in we are in a partnership with uh, Race the Flag, RTF Production. So nice. It's many different ways to get at us. Um, Twitter at Playmakers though, or you want to get at me, D20 Playmaker, Facebook down at the Playmaker Silence or the Playmakers Blog. That was Glenn on Facebook. You know, we we try we we talk to we talk to a lot of people through Facebook and uh, Twitter. So we not we we don't make ourselves hard to find. I don't want people told me when I started a podcast and that the best way to um, communicate with people is to communicate with them. Don't be don't be someone that when they reach out to you, don't reach don't reach out back. Just be have a good full communication back and forth with um, the people, the listeners, and things like that. Hey, Darnell, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, we'd love to have you down the road. Um, I really appreciate you coming on talking some college football with me, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. Before we get out of here, we got more picks to get off. Yes, I know it's not the typical day to get picks off, but 
bowl season. We're going to predict some more games than normal. On Monday, December 23rd, the Gasparilla Bowl down in Florida. We got UCF over Marshall. And on Tuesday, Christmas Eve, the Hawaii Bowl. I'm going with Hawaii over BYU. Also, Merry Christmas, everybody. This will be the last time you hear from me before Christmas. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time with your friends. Enjoy that phenomenal, that great Christ, Christ, Christmas dinner that you're going to enjoy. Enjoy it. Yes, you're going to get presents. For those of you that have birthdays this time of year, I sure hope you get extra. I know some of you say, no, I don't get extra. I just, I just get the normal amount. That's great. Be happy you get something. There are a lot of people out there that don't get to spend time with their family or with their friends or their loved ones during Christmas Day. So don't take what we get either uh, uh, materially, material things that we get, or even don't take for granted the time we have to spend with our loved ones, especially watching basketball. Five games on Christmas Day, starting at 12, all the way up through midnight, even going to the very next day. Enjoy it. This day comes around once a year. Don't forget how special this day is. Thank you for listening to another episode of the JC Was Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Underscore J25. Once again, that is at Dr. Underscore J-A-Y, the number two and the number five. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for new podcasts to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. This has been episode 51 of the JCOS podcast. I'll see you next time. <laughs>